Welcome to He's the Worst, the podcast where we talk about men on TV and in movies who are the worst. They're supposed to be the nice guys, but let's be honest, nice guys are usually the worst. Yes. Yeah. Today we're talking about Love Actually. Yes, as uh, the first part of our two-part uh, Christmas special. Happy holidays. Woohoo! Uh, we're talking about Love Actually. We'll be discussing most of the men. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There were only two men that I had no comments about. Yeah, the, yeah. Which One of also, them was Rowan Atkinson. I was going to say, like, two of them had, like, the shortest amount of time on screen, too. Yeah. Yeah. What's weird about this movie is it was filmed in 2003, but I felt like it was filmed in 2011. Like, <laughs> it doesn't feel... I thought you were going to say, what's weird about this movie is that it was filmed in 2003, but I thought that it was filmed in 1993. No. I was like, oh, I feel that hard. No. Okay. So we're on opposite ends. <laughs> yeah, no, I... It was just, like... Like, movies in the U.S. from, like, 2003. Elf! Elf was from 2003. Oh, wait. Really? Yeah. That movie uh-huh. feels so outdated compared to Love Actually. It's... But then really? Again, that movie... I don't know. If... Love Actually just kind of rubs me the wrong way, slightly. Oh, yeah. I don't really know what it is exactly about it. It's just, like, something about it feels dated. Well, spe- like, the romance definitely feels... Like, no wonder divorce rates are so high. Like, that's the standard that y'all have set for yourself. (laughs) That's the type of romance you aspire for. Like, yeah. So, what is this movie about, Jeff, for those who haven't seen it? I just realized... Oh, never mind. I was like, I just realized, like, if if some people were totally, totally clueless, they wouldn't know who Jeff and who Kara was. (laughs) And then I realized that we oftentimes start by saying, I'm Kara and I'm Jeff. Yeah. So they... (laughs) So I have a very manly voice, uh, or maybe Kara's not a female name. Who knows? You know what? We don't we don't sus- subscribe to gender roles around That's here. That's true. That's true. So this movie is about a bunch of people, like families and all them. It was the first. I think it was the first movie that was like um, that had a whole bunch of different interlocking storylines. Yeah. It was just like. About people living their lives, and they were all some slightly connected somehow. Yeah, and then they all like come together at the end. Like, yeah. what's that movie? Crash, where all their lives no like. I think it's Crash, where they all like. The only movie I'm thinking of is Pulp Fiction, and I was like, that's it's also... not really like that. Like, <laughs> it's not really like that because Pulp Fiction is like, oh, it's all these storylines, but they don't really relate at we all. We should definitely make a Pulp Fiction Christmas. Movie. We should just make. We should... A Christmas movie. Yeah, like a Pulp Fiction-style Christmas movie. <laughs> like, I was thinking we could just make uh, an episode of this podcast about Quentin Tarantino. That Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but basically, this... You know, like, all those movies like New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day and whatever, these are all in the same style as this, Love Actually. This movie, I think, really set that type of movie oh, yeah. off. It's the, the movie that has every celebrity you can think of in it. And so, they're each in, like, two scenes. And then they kiss Zac Efron at the end or whatever. <laughs> that happens in one of those movies. That's I don't remember which one it is. Hilarious, because I can't remember either, but I know it happens no, because in one of them. <laughs> in, Oh, I'm pretty sure it's New Year's Eve, because that would make... Well, no, but Valentine's Day you kiss as well. I don't know. What, no, it must be New Year's Eve, because they're, like, in Times Square. And Michelle Pfeiffer... And Zac Efron kiss. I'm jealous of Zac Efron for kissing Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, what? What? 
What? Oh my god. What? That's so cool. Okay. I've never actually seen that movie. The worst part is that so Zac Efron is Michelle Pfeiffer's like love interest sort of in that movie. And then in the new movie that's coming out that we just saw a preview for, um, The Greatest Showman oh, yeah. or whatever that movie is called. Zac Efron and Zendaya are love interests. I just, I can't with these Hollywood age gaps. I'm like, ugh, it just, uh. It looks like a local news show on there where they have, like, this young aspiring journalist sitting next to this old, like, Bill O'Reilly looking type person. Yeah, Zac Efron is super old and looks exactly (laughs) like Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. He's disgusting. I saw a picture of him the other day and I was like, you kind of look like a a child trapped in a man's body. <laughs> like if you really look at his face, you're like, you look like a kid. Oh, oh. Don't do that. But everyone's a lot of just people distracted upset. by his body. Gonna be a lot of they upset people. Yeah, they're gonna be like, don't say that. Anyway, what's this movie about? So yeah, it's about a bunch of terrible people who meet up at the end at a ho- at a holiday concert. It's a children. the The climax of the movie is a children's holiday pageant basically because it's like a a number of different acts that they put together yeah i love like the part where she's like i'm a lobster and emma thompson's like you're what okay (laughs) i'm lobster number two (laughs) oh there are multiple lobsters (laughs) in the nativity okay yeah so emma thompson's daughter gets cast as lobster number two and a nativity they have like two kids one of them is a octopus yeah. Because then, yeah. yeah. And one of them is, I think, yeah, lobster, I think. And so Emma Thompson is married to Alan Rickman. Yes. Who is awful. Yeah, I actually didn't have much about him because he is supposed to be terrible yeah. in this. The character, not Alan Rickman. I love Oh, Alan no, no, Rickman. no, not, Rip. yeah, not Alan we'll Rickman. The, yeah. yeah, this isn't, we're not doing a Ted, uh, Josh <laughs> yeah. Radner yeah. situation. Um, and if you're listening, Josh Radner, we still don't like you. <laughs> oh my god. I think Josh Radner is an avid podcast listener. I bet podcasts are too mainstream for him now. Yeah, he would definitely like listen to like scratchy old vinyls and be like, this song is amazing. Anyway, um, now that we're done with our <laughs> weekly talking about Josh Radner part... So it might like it's sort of hard to explain the plot of this movie just in one short little sitting because it has so many different plot lines that overlap. So maybe we just go through and talk about each person and talk yeah. like mention their storyline before. Yeah. Um, who would you like to talk about first? Want to talk about Martin Freeman's character because it's the shortest. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I he was one of the characters that I had literally nothing written down yeah. about because he's. Uh, porn, st- well, like... Well, so, okay, so of. Martin Freeman and this woman whose name I don't know. I don't know her character's name or the actress's name. Google search that real quick. But, um, the two of them are cast as body doubles yeah. in a movie, I believe. Yeah. So I don't know, like, it seems like it's porn, but I think m- maybe it's not. I think maybe it's just like a, like a movie with nudity. And they are the body doubles. Yeah. That's what I think. I don't know. I'm not sure. That was the... Was it... No, not... Ah, whatever. I don't know. I'm sure she's great. You know? I love the part... So there's this part where they're, like, acting, and she's, like, pretending to give him a blowjob, and he goes, 
do you want to get dinner? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> In the middle of filming, like, a sex scene. Well, the thing about them is, like, they have this sort of... Like, the joke for their storyline is that they are body doubles or porn stars or whatever they are. Yeah. But they're very sort of... That was my toe cracking. But they're very sort of like innocent in their in their romance, and yeah. it's like a nice little like oh they become friends and while talking to each other yeah. on set, and then they eventually start dating, and it's very uh, sort of respectful. They didn't like ruin anyone's relationships they didn't no. cheat on anyone they... well and martin freeman like they constantly ask each other when they're doing all of the acting stuff like oh is it okay if i like yeah. touch whatever you know or do yeah. this thing so um i don't have any bad things i don't have any bad things to say about martin freeman in general i feel mixed <laughs> about him like he get we could do well <laughs> trust we could do an episode on bilbo that's for sure <laughs> but martin freeman that's for another time <laughs> Yeah, we're Honestly, gonna do a Lord of the Rings episode. I'll that be would here be for... a twelve-part podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I would t- talk about each part of each hour of the original trilogy. That's the one we should have your dad on for. Oh my god, no. <laughs> we'd be here forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Martin Freeman's character wasn't terrible, and then who was the second one you were thinking of? The second one that I didn't have anything about. Yeah, was Rowan Atkinson. Who did he play? Yeah, you know, he's the guy that um, wraps the necklace oh yeah oh my god yeah yeah so like there's this secondary character who because all of the characters in this movie have their own storylines except for this one character played by rowan atkinson who also plays mr bean yeah in case you need a visual of who this guy is that's how i know him i don't know his actual name um he's like a very famous british British actor yeah um anyway so he is just kind of pops up in a couple different storylines. So there's one part where um, Alan Rickman's character is uh, buying a n- fancy necklace for the woman that he's like about to cheat on his wife with, um, and he doesn't want to get caught by his wife who's at the store with him. And Rowan Atkinson takes forever to like wrap yeah. his gift. Um, he's like putting candy and like yeah. flowers. And, yeah. yeah, and all this. It's it's a very funny scene. I, oh, I love it. And then later on, uh, at the end, when Liam Neeson steps on, is that what the part you were talking about? Yeah, when um, the guy that plays Jojen Reed in Game of Thrones <laughs> is um, <sighs> running through the airport to find this girl. We'll get to that later. But um, he. Like distracts a TSA. TSA. No, it's like a. I'm gonna say, do they have TSA in England? Is yeah. That what they're called. Uh, I don't know what they're called actually. I I've been in a lot of British airports because I studied abroad there, and so I went to the airport constantly when I was there. I probably went to the. I've probably been to the airport in England more times than I've been to the airport in the U.S. Really? Yeah, because I haven't been to the airport that many times in the U.S. <laughs> um, but I went. I went to the airport constantly in England, but I don't think it's called TSA, but it's called whatever. They have the same people because yeah. this was 2003. So it was post nine 11. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they have, he's trying to run through the airport, but he doesn't have a ticket or whatever. So Rowan Atkinson like distracts the guy yeah. that's working there and checking tickets. Yeah. And that's fun. But apparently according to IMDb, 
Rowan Atkinson's character was originally supposed to be like a an angel. In the original script, he was like a guardian angel character, and I imagine like he had a part in like every single storyline to help them or yeah. something. Uh, but they like cut it out. How long was this movie originally planned to be? It was. It's a two, almost two and a yeah. half hour. Yeah, I mean, movie. it's already there's already too many characters. Yes, <laughs> like they were like, okay, we haven't hit two hours yet, so who else can we fit in here? Literally, Martin Freeman felt like they were like, we don't know, we have him on our on our payroll. We don't know what else. To I didn't. <laughs> I had no idea that Martin Freeman was in this movie for the longest time because when. They showed on TV, which is where I had seen it previously. His storyline just they just cut it entirely. Yeah. Because because yeah. he's not really in it other than in his individual scenes or his scenes with the woman in his storyline, and then at the end when they go to the Christmas pageant, um, they are seen like walking in. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it's easier because there's like nudity in their storyline and because it's like not really appropriate for television, it's just easier to cut the whole thing out. Yeah. So that's what they do when they show it on TV. Yeah. In case you've only seen it on TV and you're confused about Martin Freeman. Because that means we only have one Saving Grace character left in that. Rowan Atkinson. Oh, well, like Emma Thompson too. Like, love her. She's just. I love the women in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of the women. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the men are, like... Yeah. Yeah. What's weird is... I can never pronounce her last name. Elizabeth Kuber. Kuthber. Q... What are you talking about? She's in Happy Ending. She plays Alex. She's the she's the blonde girl in Wisconsin that walks in and has um, the cross earrings. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I forgot she's in that movie. Also, she hasn't aged. January Jones is one of the hot American girls as it's well. It's so... I love... Okay, it is definitely like an English perspective on the U.S. too, because he goes to oh, yeah. Wisconsin and brings back this girl with a southern accent. I'm like, no. <laughs> she should sound Canadian, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, hilarious. Um, I mean, I think that's the point. Yeah. Like, because... Yeah. So, maybe let's go into talking about that character. So, there's this character called Colin. Yeah. Also... Have you noticed, because I've noticed it, because I've been trying to prevent myself from doing it, I keep, whenever we talk about people and I'm trying to say their name, I always say, like, whatever, there's this character called Colin, called whatever, Mm -hmm. which is not a thing that we say in the U.S. (laughs) We say named. They are named this. But in the U.K., they say they are called whatever. I've always said called, I don't know. Wait, have I? I I picked that up when I was abroad, I think, and that's the only thing that has like stuck with me. I gotta listen to our old podcast because now I don't know what I said. I'm having like an existential crisis over here. Like. Well, yeah, I mean, so that's like a fun. Hey, we're talking about a British movie, and I've been saying called, so I can I'll say that for this episode. I'll try to change it in the future. Yeah, like part of me wanted to do a fake English accent, but I don't. No. I know. I could do a really good British person trying to impersonate an American accent. <laughs> I love how specific that is. Potato. <laughs> Are your English friends oh my gonna God. listen to this? <laughs> I can send it to them. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I'm from America. <laughs> there was that part where the president was like, the U.S. is the best country well, in the world. Billy like, Bob Thornton plays yeah. the president yeah. of the U.S. <laughs> so, <laughs> so which is just, fitting. Like, yeah. like you know, most of the time... 
when you're watching movies that have the character of the president of the U.S. in them, they're clearly trying to uh, channel a specific president. Yeah. Or there are the generic white guys president. Yeah. But Billy Bob Thornton is neither of those things. No, he's just Billy Bob Thornton as the president. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, because he's not generic white guy president. (laughs) And he's definitely not, like, supposed to be George Bush or whoever, like, you know, because that's who was president at the time, in case you didn't know. Rip. Fun fun fact. George (laughs) George Bush was president in 2003. So Colin. He is this character who is every goofy looking British boy. The thing about him is, is like, you know, I don't hate him as much as, like, I do the other characters. Like, yeah, what he does is, like, terrible, but at least it was, like, consensual sex and, like, <laughs> oh, so, like, his dream, <laughs> yeah, his dream is to go to the U.S. to Wisconsin. No, no, his dream is, he just wants to go to the U.S. because in the U.K., he's just this goofy-looking yeah. guy. yeah. And, but, and so he can't get any of the girls that he keeps hitting on who are, like, way hotter than him, so yeah. I don't know what he's even thinking. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> he, th- he thinks that if he goes to the U.S., that American girls will be charmed by his, his British accent, and he'll be able to get any girl that he wants. Which is funny, because it's kind of true. Yeah, oh yeah. Um... But which is why I'm glad it like worked out for him in the end. Like, yeah, he, I expected to be like, oh, I came to Wisconsin and all, but instead of us like, yeah. It so works. he gets a ticket to just like anywhere in the U.S. and he ends up in Wisconsin and he doesn't have anywhere to stay, no plans, doesn't know anyone, doesn't have a job, and he goes to this bar like on like, the way from the airport. I want a Budweiser, the greatest beer ever made. <laughs> and then he meets these super hot women and, mm-hmm. like, sleeps with them and whatever. I love their outfits. Yeah, they're Married wearing, like, like, little crop tops and mini skirts and, like, one of, doesn't one of them wear a cowboy hat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, just pick Texas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Should have been Texas. <laughs> oh, well. Um, but, yeah, so, like, Colin, so if I had to rank them, Martin Freeman... Rowan Atkinson, I said that right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Colin, and then the next one would be Hugh, Hugh, uh, Laurie's character. Hugh Laurie's character? What's his last name? Grant. Or uh, Hugh Grant. Who's Hugh Laurie? Hugh Laurie is, um, uh, House. Oh, <laughs> same. They, house slash Blackadder guy. Hugh Grant will look well, like Well, actually, Hugh Rowan Atkinson is Blackadder guy. How, Hugh, okay, that's two, there's too many famous Famous British people in yeah. this. Hugh Grant will eventually look like Hugh Laurie. How many <clears> of them, how many of the actors in Love Actually are in Harry Potter? Oh, that's a good question. Quite a few. Um, Emma Thompson and yeah. Alan Rickman both are. Yeah. But I think that's it. I thought there were more. No, the, of the rest of the Love Actually cast? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I think that's it. I don't know why I pictured so many. What movie did I... I was thinking about it. There was a movie I watched recently with a ton of Harry Potter characters was in it. Was it Sense and Sensibility? No. That okay. also has... I think that also has Emma Thompson and... Yeah. Alan Rickman in it. Whatever. Anyway. But yeah, I would, uh, Hugh Grant is my next that I would rank like Okay, four. we need to finish talking about Colin, though. Oh. 
Well, what would be the amount of alcohol? I was just, he's the worst because. Oh, okay. I guess we should. Yeah, we should say because <laughs> we just it. explained who he was. We didn't explain why he's the worst. <laughs> yeah. He only cares about women's looks, right? True. Like the only thing that he's looking for in a woman is that she's hot. He just wants the hot American girl. He just wants the hot American girls. And, and he knows that he's not attractive. Like, he yeah. is aware that he's kind of weird looking. Yeah. So he has to go to another country to, to like, get women, <laughs> which is kind of insane. It is. <laughs> but, I mean. I just think he's, like, he's just stupid. And he's so stupid. Constantly hitting on women that, which is, first of all, like, not cool no. to just hit on women all the time. And he clearly doesn't want to just be friends with women. He doesn't have, he has, like, one friend. At least when he got to the U.S., he didn't immediately hit on anyone. He just spoke, and they were all like, oh my Yeah, that's God. a good point. That's true. But, yeah. My biggest thing, my thing is, like, he's just kind of stupid, yeah. you know? Not kind of. He is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's whatever. We all have that weird friend. That... Yeah, but to be fair, like, this would work for a lot of British guys. Yeah. Trust Maybe... me. There were English exchange students in Detroit, and they were... But ugly, but like they were constantly. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like people. the younger you are, the more likely it is to work, I think. Oh, yeah. Like high school, high school age, definitely you're cool if you have a fun accent. Would College, it, too, still kind of. Would it work in New York, though? With how many? I don't know. I'd feel sort of removed from the situation because I did live in the UK for like five months. Yeah. So now it's like. Yeah. I don't know. Now it doesn't, it definitely is not like, does not have any charm yeah. for me anymore. Well, that's the thing is there's so many people in New York that I'm almost like, what? I don't give a crap about that. There are movie stars that live here. Like, <laughs> my standards are... It's all are... about the money. Yeah. Money yeah. and fame. It's not about the accent. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Thank you. you got but it. anyway, if you're a British guy listening to this, it'd probably work if you went to the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. That's the biggest thing. Check it's... out... Check out Wisconsin, Grosseville, Michigan. Check out some places in Virginia. Don't do that. <laughs> he definitely did Although, that. Although <laughs> Brexit, so ha. <laughs> <laughs> that felt personal. <laughs> well, Virginia went blue, so you know what? Bite me. Wow, our states like flipped. That's crazy. Yeah, you're welcome, America. From. You're welcome, America. Love Northern Virginia. <laughs> anyway, so um, who else is there? Who were you just talking about? Oh yeah, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. Who like it annoyed me how upset he got about like this person that is not not obligated to him in any way, like being with other person. Mm -hmm. But he still isn't the worst. Like he is the worst according to a quote unquote yeah but in the movie he's far from the worst person in the movie yeah well that's true. in my opinion so basically hugh grant plays david the who prime minister. is the prime minister of the uk and um but he's like the young hot prime minister and he doesn't have he's like not married doesn't have a family or whatever he's like the justin trudeau justin the... trudeau is married and has kids yeah but like i'm not young and attractive oh I think the not being married and having kids part's the most important part. I don't know. <laughs> Simply because it's, he is in, like, a romantic situation in this. But whatever. Basically, I think my biggest issues with the character of David stem from me 
not liking, or for me thinking that Hugh Grant is a terrible person. Yeah. I love him. Like, I love the movie Notting Hill. I love Hugh Grant and the movies that he is in, but he's apparently so rude and terrible. Really? Yeah, Jon Stewart said that he was the worst person that he, the worst guest he ever had on The Daily Show. That's like... And you can tell, like, the way that he interacts with people on... If you have ever watched um, clips of him on The Graham Norton Show... Yeah. He, like, clearly is very... That's really upsetting. Sort of, like, the way he interacts with the other guests is sort of like, I'm so much better than you, like, Which is hilarious, because you're not. You're in a movie with Emma Thompson. You're not even the best person in your own film, like... And Alan Rickman. And Alan Rickman. And Liam Neeson. Oh, Alan Rickman. Gone too soon. So, anyway... Basically, um, this new young woman who's, like, approximately the same age as him, or is is supposed to be in the movie, I think Hugh Grant was playing a lot younger than he actually is. Yeah. Um, but in the context of the movie, this woman comes in and she's nice and attractive and she, like, works for him and they are sort of, like, eyeing each other, I guess, like, sort of flirtatious, but then the president of the u.s comes in played by billy bob thornton and um hugh grant walks in on the president like hitting on yeah natalie yeah like in a sexual harassment type of way yeah and then um he gets all upset about it yeah which she's allowed first of all they're not together yeah so even if you like like, she's allowed to do those things. I mean, maybe yeah. not in the so, workplace, but, like... So she, what, like, first of all, she didn't like it. Yeah. And so he should have said something. Yeah. Like, even if she did like it, he should have been like, hey, this is not the place. Yeah. You know, as, like, a another sort of authority figure in the situation, he should have spoken up at the time instead of waiting for the press conference when he, like, stood up to the president over some <laughs> political issue or whatever. Which, like, in real life, if they had done that, like... No, that would have been so dumb. <laughs> yeah. But also, second of all, he, they're not together. Natalie doesn't owe him anything. No. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah. So I don't know why he gets all upset about it. And then he basically, he, like, totally judges her yeah. for the situation that is not at all her fault, which was clear based on the interaction. Like, she's just sitting there and he... Like, has her, his hand on her knee, basically, right? It's like a legally blonde type deal. Yeah. And, uh... Maybe we should definitely do, eventually. Who, what men in that movie are supposed to be good, but are actually terrible? Well, I mean, like... Because Emmett's not terrible. True. But, I don't know. We'll get to that eventually. <laughs> when we run out of I just really want to talk about Legally Blonde. I love Legally Blonde. <laughs> yeah. I used to be one of my favorite movies. Anyway... Um, so then he, because he's upset about this interaction that he saw and totally judged what was going on, he changes her job and like transfers her out of his house and into another job on his staff, I guess, where he doesn't have to see her and totally sort of not like uproots her life, but changes her whole thing that she has going just because he is upset that she might like another man. Yeah, which like, is just... you're like, the prime minister. What are you doing? Look, like, <laughs> exactly. Like, you're that much of a child that you would be willing to 
upend somebody's entire work schedule and workflow because you're being a baby. <laughs> uh, why don't you like me? You know what? <laughs> no. And then, to top it all off, he does a little stalking. Okay. The amount of stalking in this movie... <laughs> is, is absolutely insane. <laughs> like, this should be the movie you showed a young woman and are like, do not... Allow this to happen to yourself if you see you, something. You shouldn't allow young women shouldn't allow it to happen to themselves. Yeah, if you you need to report it, you need to. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. No, but like the seriously, the stalking in this movie is like yeah, no, it's next, next level. level. <laughs> wow, jeans, you owe me five hundred dollars. I don't have five hundred dollars. Well, I'll, you know we have the same job. I'll put it on your tab. It's all right. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'll just, how about I just buy you $500 worth of toilet paper? I know I get that. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to just admit on the podcast that you steal it from work? <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> anyway, so let's explain the stocking slightly in case anyone is unaware. But basically, it's like, it's Christmas, so he realizes that he loves her and needs to tell her. Oh, wait, no, it's not just out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I was like, it makes sense, it's Christmas. No, he, she sends him a Christmas card. Yeah. And it's like, I love you. Well, yeah. no, it, it says, it says like, I'm about, yours only or yeah, whatever. A, something. at the end, like, they're Canadian. A is Canada's. What? Like, she saying? ends, like, part of the letter, like, or I only want to be with you or something. And then it ends with, like, A at the end. Like, Are you kidding? Like, E-H with a question mark. I don't mark. believe you. No, it, I bet I can find that letter on <laughs> Google images. So, basically, he realizes that she likes him, and so he goes to find her. But the only information that he knows about where she lives... What? Does he call her? Why didn't he call her? Maybe he tries to call and they don't answer. He does, and then yeah. he... Right? Yeah. Oh, here anyway. it is. I'm very sorry about the thing that happened. <laughs> I love how that apology is like... Yeah. Anyway... It was a very odd moment, and I feel like a prize idiot, particularly because if you can't say it at Christmas, when can you, A, I'm actually yours, with love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. You're not Canadian, and you never will be. Why are you so upset about this? Is it because I insulted Justin Trudeau? Oh, no. I, I... I didn't insult him. I just said he has a family. No. <laughs> First of all, that is an insult. Second. <laughs> anyway, so the only thing he knows about where she lives is, like, I live on the dodgy end of, like, whatever street. It's a nice street, too. Like, Yeah, no, it's definitely not the dodgy end of anything. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so then he, like, goes to that street and knocks on every door until he finds her. My favorite are when the kids are like, can you sing carols? And they're like, no. And they're like, please. And he's singing and they're jumping around. Yeah. And the chauffeur is like really good singing. Yeah. Yeah. Those kids always reminded me of me. That's how me and my sister were when we were kids. Really? Yeah. I do not see that. One time mom, we um, put on, one time my mom was out of town and a friend of uh, the family was like snowed in with us. Mm -hmm. And my dad and he the guy that was there was Jewish mm -hmm. and we didn't have anything better to do. So Diana and I put on a performance for him <sighs> and we sang like jingle bells and all these Christmas songs. How young were you? Like 
three and five oh, or so something. Cute. Like we're yeah, oh little kids. God. We had one of those like microphones that does that's like connected to the box that has the sort of like <laughs> tiny little speaker. And Diana would like play kazoo along to me singing and oh. stuff. Cause now I picture if like the prime minister knocked on your door and were like, I'm looking for Natalie, you and Diana would be like, Okay. um yeah so he just like walks up and down the street like knocking on doors which is super creepy and also dangerous because he's the prime minister (laughs) but like why did he not have any resources where he could look up her address because the nsa didn't start spying on us (laughs) but like she worked for him presumably she spilled out an application form with her address on it Blasphemy. That somebody has. <laughs> Don't you ever make assumptions about... <laughs> that. Sorry, I didn't realize that you didn't need to have an address to apply to work <laughs> for the Prime Minister in his house. My, well, my favorite part is when he finally does find the house and our like, whole family's there. And she, they're, they're like, yeah, she's here. And she comes down and she goes, where the f*** is my fucking coat? And I'm oh, like, yeah. me. Like, President Obama could be like behind me and I'd be like dropping F-bombs. Like, how f*** are you, Barry? Like, Barack Obama's not the president. In my... <laughs> nothing but respect for my president, first of all. He will always be my president. Um, Unless we get Jimmy Carter a third term. I'd be willing to give him another chance. I would be a little bit concerned that he would die. No, 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 it's alright. Because <laughs> he's really, like, about to drop... Knocking on death's Any stuff. moment. Love you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he listens to the Him, podcast like, all the time. Stanley and Buddy White. I wonder if Jimmy Carter has seen the movie Love Actually. I, I probably. Like I am sure that Obama has. I'm sure. I know. <laughs> I, love, I know it in my heart that. That he will has. be the one question. If I could ask him one question someday, it'd be like at an interview, like town hall. All right. Uh, President Obama, what are your thoughts on the movie Love Actually? Mine would be, what would I ask Obama if I could ask him any question? Maybe like, are aliens real or something like that? What arm exercises does Michelle do? I want those arms. Oh, I'm sure you can find Michelle Obama workouts online. She's, too, well, she's too busy lifting the White House on her shoulders. I know, for so. real. <laughs> what, what arm exercises is she doing? She's doing bicep curls with all of her trophies. <laughs> Or carrots or something. With a statue of Donald Trump that she breaks over her knee each time she finishes mm-hmm. lifting it a hundred times. <laughs> um, anyway. Who else is in this movie? Um, Colin Firth. Ah, uh, Colin Firth. <laughs> I love him so much on the movie. In real life. <sighs> I have issues with him in this movie. I have many issues with him in this movie. He just didn't feel necessary in the movie. Yeah, his storyline is sort of random. Yeah. Like, even Martin Freeman's made more sense than his. I just... <sighs> who filmed this movie? Or who wrote it? Do you know? I'm not sure. I'm gonna look that up. Because that... Who wrote this? Is it based off a book? I don't think so. I feel like this would be so random for a book. Anyway. Um, Basically, Colin Frith's character, what happens is... He is at a wedding, and then he comes home and finds his girlfriend, wife, whoever, person cheating on him with his brother, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and then um, he's a writer, I guess, and so he, like, escapes off to somewhere. Portugal? Yeah. I guess. I think, 
Is it Portugal or was it the countryside? No, of... it's in I, maybe it's yeah, like South because it was South like France. yeah, it was like a cottage. Yeah, he has like this cottage, whatever, and he like goes there to write his new book, um, and escape from his cheating family and sister. I mean, not sister. Oh my god, <laughs> cheating family and <laughs> girlfriend slash wife person, and. There's this Portuguese woman who comes in and cleans his house every day and cooks food for him, I think, also. It's like general housekeeping. Because she brought out, when he was typing out on the table, she brought him something out. Well, and his character definitely doesn't seem like the type that can actually cook his own food. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, well, when she comes out to bring him, like, whatever, she lifts up the paperweight that was holding his new novel down. Yeah. And it blows all over into a lake. Which is... Why are you typing on a typewriter outside? Are you new? Get a laptop. Or even, like, a desktop. Like... Well, basically, my biggest issue is that he only speaks English. And this woman only speaks Portuguese. And yet they somehow fall in love and he goes has to go back to England. But realizes that he loves her so he learns Portuguese and goes and flies and meets her. I think in Portugal because I think she's gone home. Yeah. And is, like, working at this restaurant. And goes and finds her and proposes to her. What I found... And then she says yes? Yeah, that... Literally, they exchanged maybe 20 words. They literally <laughs> haven't had a single not conversation. A, yeah, not a, like, full con- Yeah. Because they don't speak the same language. What I found hilarious was, like, thinking about, like, in the movie, to learn Portuguese, he took a class. But, like, today, realistically, like, he could just download Google Translate and Duolingo and, like, that would be today's That was show. my thing was, like... If you feel that you are building a connection with someone, which, okay, I get it. You can connect with people without speaking the same language. You can't fall in love with people without talking to them. But you can build a connection with people. And so if you feel that connection building, why aren't you actively learning Portuguese? Yeah, can we get a sequel to find out what happened with them? I would love for them to be married for, like, 20 years and then find out they hate... Like, find out that she was, like, a... Or he, I don't know, like, he voted Republican and she's a Democrat type of thing, like, and they're like, I can't, can't be with you. And it all could have been figured out had you learned Portuguese. Like, yeah, that's my thing is, he should have learned Portuguese while he was staying in the cottage, like, while they were in the same location. Yeah. They could have she knew even worked on some, learn, like teaching yeah. it to each other. She knew a little bit of English at some points where she was, mm-hmm. like... That is enough to, like, get a conversation going. And then, instead of doing that, they just don't communicate, like, at all. And then he go he stalks her to her home and her workplace in a different country to propose to her after they haven't had a single full conversation. I'm can So, when he goes to that house and the people are in there, is that... Are those her parents? Mm-hmm. So not only does he go up and, like, do that, and then they follow him, and he proposes to them, and to their to their daughter in front of them, and they're just, like... Oh, yeah, they're, like, cool. all on board. <laughs> yeah, like, not like she needs her parents' permission to, like, get married, but, like... I don't know, my mom would probably be like, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> this stranger who clearly speaks very broken language that we know. I'd be like, is gonna propose. you can't tell me what to do, Mom. Dad loved, and I'm living my life the way I want. I'm going to marry whoever I want. You're going to marry someone who you haven't had a full conversation with? Yeah. 
Only if they're really hot, the though, ne- right? The next person who... No. Oh. No. And the next person who proposes? The very next person who proposes to me, so don't even think about it. <laughs> I was say, Jeff. <laughs> because then we would have to get married. Like, if I proposed to you and you said yes, we would have to, right? I'm an ordained minister. Oh, Can you marry yourself? Um, I think somewhere they did. I feel like Utah, that'd be No, weird. no, I meant, like... You as the ordained minister, could you marry us? Um, no, because we'd have to have witnesses. Right. My roommates are home. (laughs) Doesn't one... Oh, wait, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I was gonna... Never mind. Just moving on. Anyway. Um, I would definitely get married in a series of escalating dares. I feel like the only way that I would get married would be in a series of escalating dares. There's an episode of American Dad. Don't judge me. (laughs) <laughs> where they were literally like he thinks that the main character's wife like passed away so he's like dating this new woman and they get married because they're like i dare you i dare you to marry me okay i dare you to marry me right now we'll go down right now and get married okay i dare you and then they actually that's get... how job and amy Poehler get married on arrested development <laughs> yeah, that's true uh, whatever that's fine that happens i love all of my children equally <laughs> i don't care for job <laughs> Um, so are we done talking about Colin Firth's character? Yeah, he was basically just weird, and I don't like it. Learn Portuguese. (laughs) Learn the language of the person you're interested in. Yeah. And get to know them. For real. Not that I'm an expert on relationships, but I know more than he does, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So Laura Lenny has a brother with a disability Mm -hmm. who calls her all the time about random things and he can be pretty violent sometimes too yeah he calls her just really really upset all yeah, the time all the time at one point he's she's like yeah i think the pope would be really good exorcisms but i don't think i can get a hold of him yeah maybe john bon jovi too which was like well basically she just like does anything that she can to help him and always answers the phone and talks to him and tries to comfort him because she's a good sister yeah and a lot of like so Carl, like, wants to, like, get laid, but, like... Well, basically, so she has this crush. Yeah, I should probably introduce Carl. She has a crush on this guy named Carl, who works at the same... They, like, work together. Um, and when finally they end up, like, going on a date, they get back to her house and are, like, in the process of um, sleeping together, or, like, they're about to... And the phone rings and she answers and it talks to her brother. Yeah. And then she has to leave because he calls another time and is like really upset. So then Carl gets upset because they were going to bang. But instead she decides to be a good sister and visit her brother. And what makes me so mad is how not understanding Carl is. Like if you have family with mental illnesses, then you would like, not you, he would understand like how difficult that is for people like Mm -hmm. she doesn't and and she doesn't want to have to talk to her brother every five seconds like but she does because she's a good person yeah and so like instead of being a baby about it like maybe be like hey we can reschedule or like yeah he's just totally being interrupted by her brother like one time basically it really like she answers the phone constantly but it really only happens to him, like, one yeah. real significant time. And that one time is enough for him to be like, oh, it's not worth it. Which is, like, 
Screw you also, because if you think it's inconvenient for her, for you, like, think about it for her, like, she yeah. deals with it on the regular, like, you had, a, you didn't get laid. Like, you could still, like, talk to her, get to know her, like. Yeah. He's just totally unsupportive, and, like, he's a terrible person yeah, because of that. Him. I hate him so much. You know, people would be like, oh, like, don't judge someone on one action. But, like, I think that's a perfectly reasonable action to judge him on. Yeah. Because he's being totally mis- misunderstanding of like her situation yeah almost like how dare you choose your brother over me and it's like how or choose anything over me yeah like fuck you which is absurd yeah and he like he's one of those classic like i'm reading a girl's teen magazine and like they're like hey it's not worth it if a guy whatever like like people the advice people send in like oh like this boy that i really like doesn't like body hair and yeah. I don't like shaving it like what do I do and they're like not worth it don't do it if yeah. they don't like if they care about that then they're a bad person like this is one of those things what does Liz Lemon say and she does the when she writes her book she's like um if he's 30 year old living, the, uh, living with his parents and plays that's a games, deal breaker yeah, that's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is a deal breaker yeah. he's a bad person yeah he is I hate him. I hate him so much. So, Carl, you're the worst. For real. Carl with the K. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Let's talk about <laughs> Daniel, played by Liam Neeson, because he's a little bit better than... Yeah. He's a lot better than Carl. Yeah. I don't really have many qualms about him, besides that he wasn't realistic enough. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, basically, like... um. He has a stepson whose name is Sam, and, like, his mom has just died. Yeah. Sam's mom. And so now Daniel has to both connect with his stepson and raise him and yeah. deal with getting over his wife's death, like, all at the same time. And um, he ends up connecting with him super well yeah. over a variety of things. But mostly Sam has a crush on this girl at school. He's like... 12 ish um and so but he like doesn't think that she knows he exists and he's sad about it so Liam Neeson is like oh just like learn to play the drums and then she'll love you which kind of (laughs) true Girls love guys that play the drums. If we're being honest, which is hilarious, because remember it used to be the joke, like, nobody likes the drummer, but now everyone's like, No, everyone, I mean, I was in band, so maybe it's different, but, like, everyone plays an instrument in the band. The percussionists are, like, the cool ones, right? I love a good bass drummer. And saxophone players. Bass drum six. (laughs) Saxophone players are cooler than percussion, but (laughs) (laughs) percussion, cool second, anyway. So he's learning drums for the Christmas pageant that happens at the end of the thing. The girl that he likes sings All I Want for Christmas is You. Yep. Which is the song that invented Christmas by the woman who invented Christmas. And Mariah Carey. She honors that song so well. She killed I don't know, is it a voiceover? I don't think so. I think no, she, no, I think yeah, she, she did it. Right? Amazing. I loved it. Like every second of it. Like I got chills and I teared up a little yeah. bit. So my biggest like qualm with Liam Neeson's character is basically that he just like tells his son like 
if you learn how to play the drums, then she'll love you. Yeah, which is like... which is not realistic. <laughs> like maybe you should have been like, oh, why don't you like invite her over and get to know her and yeah. be friends with her, and then maybe she'll yeah like you. Um, so that was my kind of big thing. And then there's also a little bit of, he encourages some stalking because she's like, yeah. she's American and she's go, flies back to America at the end of the movie, yeah. which I hate. She's American and flies back to the United States at the end of the movie. Yeah. And so, but Sam like hasn't declared his love yet. So they like chase her through the airport. Yeah. And which... then that's when our friend, Mr. Bean. <laughs> Distracts jumps, the jumps guy. Jumps in and, yeah. Yeah. But, so that's like, that. those are my two things. He encourages a little stalking and also his advice on how to win this girl is terrible. I love when I watch Titan- Titanic, mm. though, and I don't know. That part was adorable. And I think I, ultimately he's a really good dad. The only thing that I hate are these, when they, and I, it was like an innocent romance, but I just hate romance storylines with, with children. Kids. Yes, yeah. it's so weird. Why do we we don't need yeah. that. We genuinely do not need storyline like love storylines with kids. It's That's gross. like the one thing that I hate about Stranger Things. Yeah. I'm like why do they all have to... Like they have romance stuff with the teenagers and they have romance stuff with the adults. So why do they need These romance kids, with exactly. the kids? They're it's literally weird. 12 years old. It's so gross. So They're literally 12 years old. Remember that time Stephen King wrote a book and had a bunch of kids gangbang a girl? Oh, you mean the movie? That just came out? Yeah, that was the book that... To be fair, they took out that scene in the Thank God. One. Yeah, people were like really upset about it too. And I'm like, what the heck, dude? What is wrong? <laughs> uh, anyway, other than that, who... So we haven't talked about Bill Nye's character. Oh. Bill, Billy Mack. Yeah. He's like this um, washed-up rock star guy. Yeah. Who? Um, who is he based on? I don't know. Um, he felt like he was based on. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, he does feel like he's based on someone, but I don't really know. Yeah. What? Who's the? Um, not Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler's dad. Whatever his name is, Steven Tyler. Oh, uh, kind of. He like of. feels kind of like Steven Tyler. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't want to like Ted Nugent point any fingers really but basically he's like this washed up rock star who is trying to sort of revive his career by releasing a christmas song yeah. and the song is terrible and he knows so, it's terrible so funny but he like still wants it to be number one and promotes it anyway and yeah. is like does all this crazy stuff on tv and he's not really he's not supposed to be like a great guy no so i don't really have i didn't have like strong feelings about him for this podcast because he's supposed to not be the best, you know? Mm. But my big thing was that he has his manager, Joe, who he treats like crap the entire time, even though Joe is always there for him and, like, does all these things for him. And then once he realizes that Joe is the real love of his life, he suggests that they celebrate Christmas by getting drunk and watching porn. Which is definitely sexual harassment in the workplace, right? That just felt so... Dumb. Like, they were like, I'm in love with you, so let's watch porn. What? I think it's like a, we're buddies love. It could have just also been like a, hey, like, that's great, I appreciate that. I don't feel the same way, but, like, we can be friends. And then, like, hug, cry, good. Like, that would have been a fine storyline for a joke of a character. But, like, instead they're like, porn. Like, no, that's weird. 
Yeah. Don't watch porn together. Sexual harassment in the workplace. Yeah, unless you're, like, dating or, like, married. Like, why are you trying to force a straight friend and or gay friend to watch porn with you? It's so weird. Yeah, that was my biggest thing. Maybe we should try it. What? (laughs) Don't force your friends to watch porn with you, Jeff. Uh, Anyway, yeah. That part was weird. And then Alan Rickman's character was supposed to be terrible. Yeah, I kind of skipped over him. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah, he cheated on Emma Thompson, and we all hate him for it. Well, his character, not actual Alan Rickman. Because in real life, he was amazing. Um, But the real villain of this love... The real villain of love, love actually. Of whatever. The, the real villain is Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the real... The the real shit heel in this movie is Mark, played by Andrew Lincoln, which is Mark. so upsetting because I love Andrew Lincoln. He is so just I love him. Gotta and love a zombie hunter. There's that. Have I shown you that video where he's in his like brand new car and one of the cast mates? Yeah. Wrote, it just put sparkles in it, and he's like, "How many did you put in here? I'm sweating." <laughs> but no, in this movie, he's a stalker and a terrible best friend and a terrible like love interest terrible person so basically mark is in love with his best friend's wife which is like fine i mean it happens right well remember at the beginning when somebody's like so are you in love with him i would have loved if that were the storyline who's was... not i mean but in all honesty who isn't in love with she was hell for i mean <laughs> whatever just... Who is? I mean, he he was in love with him too. He must have been, right? <laughs> like, Why couldn't they just end up as like a trio? I was gonna recommend that polyamorous move to the U.S. Why would they have to move to the U.S.? Well, because Derek Barry, a drag queen, and her boyfriend Nebraska Thunder, and their other boyfriend all live together in Vegas, and so I just picture the three of them. Vegas moving. is the only place that you can live as a trio. And I, but that's how I picture is like them being like, you know what, like. Let's all move in together and get three pit bulls and a minivan and raise no kids and, like, raise a garden in the backyard. Did you know that Keira Knightley was, like, 19 when she was in this movie? Wait, really? Yeah. 19? Yeah. Can you imagine being in, like, one of the most successful Christmas movies ever and you're 19 and you're acting alongside... Like Colin Firth and Could you imagine Alan inventing Christmas? People? Because Mariah Carey did that. She didn't have to, but she did. We she think didn't her... have to. She's <laughs> a, a god among men. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I don't have any particular fi- feelings about Mariah Carey other than confusion. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I think she feels that way about herself, too. Not in, like, a sexual way. <laughs> in a, like... Well, what now... Is, what is her deal kind of way? Yeah... She, I love her, but she needs, she's a mess. She needs to get it together. Yeah. But anyway. Give me a call. So, um, at the very beginning of the movie, Kira Knightley and Chiwetel Ejiofor get married, and Andrew Lincoln is there as the best man, um, and, like, plans this surprise band thing, which is, like, nice, I guess, whatever. Um, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Maybe don't plan surprise things for your friend's weddings. 
That's, like, yeah. kind of rude. Like, But, I mean, it was, like, fun. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, a band. You just got to be confident that that's going to work out. Because if yeah. it doesn't, your friend's, like, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> who do you think you well, are? I'm, like, going to wear a surprise white gown to <laughs> someone's wedding. I'm totally going to do that to your wedding. It was an emergency. <laughs> I look really good in white. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna do that for your wedding. Oh wait, that's you're gonna Kelly. wear a white gown. Kelly, yes, it was yeah. was a Kelly Kapoor. Clothes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm gonna wear a white gown. Okay, that's fine. Actually, I'm gonna wear a white silk robe. Ooh, even yeah. better. And a head wrap, with a mask on, <laughs> and a martini glass. You're just gonna be Lucille Bluth. <laughs> <laughs> There's a colored man in my kitchen. What do you mean by colored? <laughs> Blue. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so he, Andrew Lincoln's character, Mark, takes this video of the wedding that Keira Knightley comes to borrow because, like, something happens to the actual wedding video. And they and she watches it, and it's, like, this super creepy video of just close-ups of her. I really, it felt like a scary movie where somebody's like, ha-ha, this is great, and then the music slowly turns into horror music, and they just die. Like, that's what I was waiting for it to happen because that's how it felt yeah it's super creepy yeah super creepy on um, who was like you know what this will be cute for a romance movie like one time um i made a video for my friend rose's birthday and i used that song um like i'll be watching you whatever and it was just a bunch of i like <laughs> took all these like creeper shots of her while she was doing other stuff like i like just like would be pretend to be on my phone and like film her like laying in bed reading or like studying or whatever <laughs> that was really funny Aww. it was super creepy but it was like that was the point yeah but it's you're not in love with your friend Ro- unless you are and then we rose if you're out there bro. rose is actually listening i'm sure oh my god she, how... she, listens. she followed our pod or instagram i think i approved her follow and followed yeah. her back. Hello, Rose. Hi. Shout out to Rose. Thank you for following us. Yeah, thanks You're for beautiful. listening to the podcast. Have fun at work. Beautiful inside and out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is true. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to this creepy guy. <laughs> so um, he does that creepy video. And so she watches it and is like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually okay. exactly that. It's like that gif of Larry David where he's like, uh. Like kind of approval like no like but she like obviously realizes that he's in love with her based on this video yeah and then she's she's like but like i thought you hated me and he's like oh i've just been mean to you and ignoring you out of self-preservation it's like what (laughs) sounds like something josh radner would say (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's one of those things where it's like you claim to be in love with this person, and yet you're super mean to them and ignore them. Yeah. Because it's going to be easier? Like, no, how... that's just... You're just a bad person. That's something Helga Pataki did when she was in... Yeah, oh. she was a child. Exactly my point. <laughs> exactly. They were 10. <laughs> like, that's, that's, your, that's the bar you're setting for yourself there, friend. Like, really, he should have just gotten over her and treated her like a human being. Or fall in love with the best friend. And then have Karen Knightley be the minister that was the two of you. I mean, it's just like, okay, you're in love with your best friend, that sucks. But you know, or you're, you're in love with your best friend's wife. That's unfortunate for yeah. you. But you're a grown man, get over it. True. 
move on. It's your best friend. You're going to have to be around these people forever, presumably. So, like, be a nice person. Fall in love with someone else. I honestly would have loved a storyline where they are both like, screw you, Mark, and then, like, lived happily ever after while Mark was just, like, sad and alone eating a bowl of oatmeal. I mean, if somebody made a video like that for me that wasn't, like, a joke, I would. that would be... I would... <laughs> Come back with some switchblades and be like, if you ever. <laughs> switchblades are illegal in Virginia, but yeah. Are they illegal in the UK? I don't know. Guess we'll find out. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, this is just like claiming that you love someone and treating them like crap is stupid. And it happens in rom-coms all the time. And well, I hate it. It's, let's write the ultimate rom-com where in the end everyone's alone, but they're happy with it. Because that sounds like realistic yeah but so she clearly realizes that he's in love with her after this video but then he decides that he needs to go and confess his love again with the the iconic like card scene at the door which is hilarious because now everyone imitates that yeah which like first of all if you're gonna play music of carol singers don't have it have like instrumental music in the background (laughs) carolers don't bring instruments with them (laughs) this is like the most sophisticated carolers ever also if carolers came to my house and somebody else opened the door i would go like and they were like it's carolers i'd be like oh okay let me come listen he reacted the way i would he was like close the door (laughs) i don't want to hear it (sighs) and then so he like comes and confesses his love again with the cards which is super disrespectful to their marriage and to his best friend and to her because it puts her in this awful position where she has to be like, dude, I don't like you. <laughs> Leave me alone. And it's just like, what is he expecting to happen when he does this? Well, then know? they freaking kissed. And then, well, that wasn't his fault. I mean, she did that. Yeah. But just like move on with your life. I hate both of them. Too. I love both of them, but I hate both of them. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, this film... I don't know, I used to love it, and now that I got older, I'm like, no, this is actually a terrible movie. It's one of those movies that I'm like, oh, I guess we have to watch it this again, because it's Christmas. Yeah. Not We're, like, oh, yay, we get to watch it again, because it's Christmas. I had the opposite with Elf, where I was like, I can't wait to watch this again when I get home tonight, after recording our podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Overall, if you were going to watch a Christmas movie this holiday season, maybe pick a different one. Watch, like, Die Hard, or... Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or How the like Grinch that. Stole Christmas. No. The Jim Carrey edition. No. Creepiest <laughs> <laughs> movie ever. My brother and I watched that movie when the year the year it came out on VHS. We got it for Christmas. We watched that movie from that from the day after Christmas until his birthday in April. Every single <laughs> until day. Until you got a new one. <laughs> a, a new VHS because you like didn't have it. That was the only one you owned. We got a DVD after that because <gasps> we broke the VHS. Yeah, we watched, seriously, we watched that movie every day, like, seven times a day. My parents were like, please turn it off. Like, this is the greatest movie ever made. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Oh my god, it's amazing. Because it's so weird. It is so just awful, but in a, such a great way. Like, The Mask. Follow us on Instagram at He's the Worst and on Twitter at He's the Worst Pod. Oh, yeah. And, um... Oh, and the kid subscribe. Who, who got really upset about our us taking He's the Worst for an Instagram name. Welcome to our nightmare. Because I Hate Daniel still has He's the Worst for their, for their Twitter handle, so... Um, 
so yeah, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and like and rate the podcast and, and review. Yeah, review. Even, even you, Josh Radner. Even you. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're the best. And he's the worst. <laughs>